This episode, homemade matzah. Welcome. I'm Bruce Weinstein. I'm the chef in Bruce and Mark. Hey there, and I'm Mark Scarborough. I'm the writer. I may be the chef, but today I'm getting out of the kitchen. Because I've got a secret. As a writer, I haven't cooked a thing in years. That's about to change. Mark's headed into the kitchen. Remember, he's a writer, and he gets easily distracted, usually by bourbon. Hey, watch it. I'm doing the cooking. And I'm going to help you out. And I'm going to guide him, and I'm going to give him tips, and I'm going to judge him. And so after 25 books, he can finally say, Hey, I f***ing made that. So we did three podcasts for Easter, and we're only doing how many? One. one count them one, one for Passover. So what's wrong with this picture? Uh, uh, now, now, you know we Christians are a persecuted minority. Oh, yeah. Tell me about persecution. All you have to do is listen to uh, Donald. Uh, okay, okay. Let's not get all political. We're going to lose our audience. Fine. Fine, fine. So we're making matzah. And let me tell you, a lot of people go, you're making matzah? Doesn't that like come in a box? And (laughs) my answer is cardboard squares come in a box. And matzah is something if you make yourself, you will never go back. It's like the crack of Judaism. Well, it's not just Judaism. I'll have you know that I grew up in a low church, Protestant church, and we had cracked up matzah for communion in church. That's Mm. what we ate is cracked up matzah. So it always tastes like Jesus to me. Oh, excellent. Well, it'll... Okay. (laughs) Last year at our Seder, I made matzah for the first time, and it really was a revelation. So um, we're going to do it again. So what's it like, this homemade matzah? Well, it's very crisp and very crunchy, and it just tastes like wheat. It doesn't taste like cardboard. And wheat is the interesting thing because everyone thinks you're not supposed to eat wheat at well, Passover. Well, that, that, here, let, let the Gentile explain about chametz. Chametz <laughs> isn't wheat. <laughs> no, it's not. Chametz is leavening or fermenting. It's fermented things, leaven things. That's what you're supposed to get rid of. And you get rid of all the flour in case any of it randomly starts to ferment in your house. Which can happen. I suppose so. If you have wheat berries, they could sprout. I suppose so. So if you were really going to be from, if you're going to be really uh, religiously pure here, I guess you would have to make this matzah the day before Passover starts and then clean your house out and then the matzah would still be sitting around. It would be, except to be honest, that flour you're going to use is still not kosher for Passover right, flour. Right, that's a problem. So it's it's actually almost impossible to find kosher for Passover flour because the whole point is they don't want you buying flour. So you right. kind of have no choice but to buy their matzah. I think it's all a scheme to get you to buy <laughs> their matzah. But there is kosher for Passover. Like the, the, the rabbis do go out and inspect the fields of wheat. They do, but they're not the... selling it to you because they want you to buy know, their matzah. They're growing the spelt and all yeah. that stuff that can make up the flour that but is part of it. There are ways around this. If you're not worried about kosher for Passover, right. but you just want to be traditional and know that you're doing it the way they do it with their kosher for Passover flour, you have to do it fast. And the thing is, you got 18 minutes from when the water hits the flour to get the dough made, rolled, and in the oven. And surely, once upon a time, uh, people made matzah. And I mean, when they were in the shtetl, when they were in Jambergenheit shtetl, shtetl in Poland, they didn't say, oh, let's go down to the Strite matzah factory and buy us some matzah. So, right? No, but the rabbis weren't making, there wasn't, it wasn't like the rabbi mafia yet that were making sure you got all of your... Maybe uh, not. Your, but, your... They were, but they were certainly 
making matzah at home. I think that's at least what I read and what I understand from the cultural history. But or you may have had a baker in town that made the matzah. Yeah, they may have cleared one bakery out and used only his. So 18 minutes. That's the rule. It's considered the rabbinic rule for how long it takes before your flour can begin to ferment and thereby possibly leaven from the natural yeast in the air and from the bubbles that the fermentation is causing within the dough. So you want to make sure none of that happens. So all that means is that we're going to be working fast. Well, that means you are going to be working fast. I've always wanted a Shabbos goy, and finally I got myself a Pesach goy. As you can hear, Mark is rolling out the dough for the matzah, and he's using a pasta machine. I, I, I am using a pasta machine, and I suppose, again, we should say, if you're working with this for Passover, you'd have to clean your pasta machine thoroughly, right? You probably have to have it. your Pesach pasta machine <laughs> and your non-Pesach pasta machine. Oh my God. Thank God I'm a Baptist. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'm doing this on this machine, and it's just like rolling out pasta, but um, uh, before we get to that, why don't you tell them why they don't have to copy down the recipe? The same reason they never have to copy it down, because this <laughs> recipe and every other recipe we've done on all of our podcasts are at our website bruceandmark.com so here's the basic formula though I will tell you now he's using a cup of all-purpose flour it doesn't sound like much and it's not why because he has to work fast and get all this matzah in the oven in 18 minutes so he's making just enough to make four long rectangles so it's the cup of flour third of a cup of water, a tablespoon of olive oil, and half a teaspoon of kosher salt. And a lot of the matzah is not salted, right? Previous matzah. Most matzahs aren't salted. The, and that's why, like they taste, that's why they taste like cardboard. <laughs> so, <laughs> But didn't last year you find a package of salted matzah? Don't I remember you came up with a box of salted matzah and we proceeded to devour it? Don't I remember this? Uh, maybe. It but seems... Then why did I make my own? Well, that, <laughs> you made your own for Seder, but we just um, had the box in the house maybe. of salted matzah. So Mark mixed the flour and the water and the olive oil and the salt, and it became a dough that wasn't sticky. And then what would you do with it? Well, I put it into a ball, and then I divided that ball into four pieces, and I started rolling them to a pasta machine, just like pasta. And I started on the wide open setting, right? Usually that's called number one. It's right. the widest setting on the machine. Right. And so I started doing that. So. And I saw you putting them through the machine a couple of times. Why right. were you doing that? Well, you have to get the dough to co- cohere better and you have to get it to kind of smooth out and even out. So it's just like pasta. When you get a lump of it, you put it through the pasta machine a few times at that open setting and then you start cutting it down. So that kind of needs it, doesn't it? It kind of needs it yep. and gets it stretchy. And then you keep going down a setting and you roll it through and go down a setting. Now, some cookbook people say you should go all the way down to the smallest setting. In right. fact, most say that. Right. And I think that's wrong. It gets The matzah gets too fragile and too wafery and almost like phyllo, I don't want it that thin. So you're okay. you're only going to take these down to the next to last, which on our machine is setting number five. Right, that's what I've been doing. And I noticed that even I know not to put the noodle cutter on the machine. No, we're not <laughs> making noodles. You keep it the nice wide thing. Right, so I've ended up with uh, long flat strips, which I put on a baking sheet, and then I pricked them kind of all over with a fork to give them that kind of, uh, what is that look, that kind of nubbly, pricky look well, it's I little know. holes and partly yeah. those holes are there to let air escape so that it doesn't yep. rise and bubble up it stays nice and flat right and, and i'm going to put this in a 450 degree oven you Pretty are hot. Pretty it is hot. very hot oven but you have to watch the timing carefully because these matzahs only take five maybe six minutes total and they take less than a minute to go from perfectly done to burned 
And so you really have to pay close attention and just work one sheet at a time. But it's great because you're only going to you're going to fit two of those rectangles on one baking sheet. So you're only going to bake two sheets with this recipe. You could repeat it and make more if you want. But, you know, remember that magical 18 minute mark. That is where you're going for. And now tasting and judgment. Oh, Pesach Goy, if only I had some matzah to eat. <laughs> I'm going to give you matzah to eat, so. Mmm. Wow. You Quite make good matzah. Crunchy, right? And salty. It's a little and salty. It doesn't taste anything like cardboard. I tell you, if you're doing this for Seder, or if you're doing this anytime, you're going to really impress people with this. It's so weedy. But crunchy. You know what this needs? Mm. Whitefish salad. <laughs> mm. Mm. It's really good. Really, honestly, at the at the Seder, this would make a fine addition. Make a fine addition anytime. Any meal. I don't care if you're religious or not. It's a great cracker. I can imagine this with a million first courses, right? Cracker, wait. I mean, you just called it a cracker. Well, hey, who doesn't like crackers? Crackers. 5,000 years of history and suffering, and you're calling it crackers. You know, these would also be good with bacon and eggs. Oy. This recipe for homemade matzah is original to this podcast. Although, how original can you be with a set list of ingredients? Oh, calm down. <laughs> and if you want to see the full version again, check it out at our website, bruceandmark.com. If you want to hear us cook through more recipes, check us out every Friday. And we're coming up with a two-parter from our book, our brand new book, A La Mode, which is going to be on QVC on May 4th. And to hear us debunk a culinary myth every week, check out the short version of Cooking with Bruce and Mark on Tuesdays. So check this out, homemade matzah. I made him today, and we still did two more episodes for Easter. Ay, fey.